Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. Chuck Tate. Andy King. How you doing, mate? I'm great, mate. Happy New Year. I mean, we're like a couple weeks. <laughs> oh, no, into couple it, weeks right? in, yeah. How you doing? Y- your resolutions going all right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. I well, one of my resolutions was not to drink coffee, but I failed that on day <laughs> one. We're in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah, tell no, you, it, 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 that was not a resolution. I'm, I'm lying. It, you are lying? Yep, but now I just broke my resolution to quit lying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Oh, man. Oh, man. I tell you what, today's episode was funny. It, you know what? Today, this is a really unique, this is one of the most unique episodes that we've had. It was. Um, the topic is gaming, but. Don't you, tune out. Don't tune don't out yet. Don't tune out. Believe me, you need to listen to this. Our guest today delivered a TED Talk on engaging with their kids through gaming. It's fascinating. It is. You know, but one of the things that did not come up during our interview with Caroline is the fact that she spent some time doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah, so she's an, you'll find out right away, she's an excellent- No, wait, 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 wait. So we're talking about this before we hit record. Right. And you start talking about that you did stand-up comedy once. What, once? It's like, actually, I, I actually did it for a while, but I was only in a in a secular comedy club once. But I did a lot of churches and youth groups. I advertised. But it. churches will take anyone. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I would either do my Carmen human video with my crappy smoke machine or stand up comedy, which that was stand up comedy. No, so I, I I did it for a while, but I never pursued it like in the secular world, um, outside of. Of doing the actual Tulsa Comedy Club in Tulsa, yeah. you know? did, did it go well? You know what it it really did, and I have a really funny story that you <laughs> I haven't told you about. But first of all, let sit me back, do. everyone, get ready. <laughs> so, so listen to this. So yeah, this is the first time I ever did something like in a, in a secular venue, real comedy club. People are there, you know, eating and having appetizers and drinks or whatever, and. This was when I was working for the ministry in Oklahoma. <laughs> so I took all the interns with me. So I'd have kind of like a supporting cast. Oh, my gosh. Right? So it really went over well. But one of the things I remember that I, if I did differently, I had all my, um, I had all my comedy notes on index cards. I should have memorized it. Yeah. I should have memorized it. And, um, but I just took it with me. And again, it's open mic night. But there were three of us for open mic night. True story. The other two dudes, one of them, his name is Isaac Witte, very successful comedian who even did David Letterman twice. Wow. Still doing comedy. Has toured, done all the clubs, all the big stuff. All right. The other guy, so his name was, was Corey, and Corey went on to produce the animated movies Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked 1, Hoodwinked oh, 2. He's we love that show. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, you know. And then what um, did you do? I planted a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I so. tell you what, i got to say, at this time, um, you know, whether you love him or hate him, John Christ is back uh, doing yeah. comedy. His yeah. new podcast is absolutely brilliant. I'm, I'll be honest with you, right? We do a podcast. I'm not a podcast guy. I, I'm so busy. I don't get chance don't have, to yeah. really. You like listen. him? You don't have time to yeah. to, to listen and watch. But I'm telling you now, every week, when he like he did one with uh, Nathan Finocchio, who is also a not only a theologian but a comedian as well. It was gold. He's had brother Terry on, you know, Leland brother. Yes. Uh, oh. he's, he, he was on the other week. He's just had Steve Fee on. I mean, I, I know he went. And he's the, got a book coming out. Yeah. And the thing that I love about John Chris is this. Yes, he went through some stuff. He did some stupid stuff. He went and got sorted out, went through rehab. He took time and then came back. Yes. And the thing that I like about it is he's put people around him. He's got people around him that are keeping him yeah. accountable. But he is the funniest guy, I feel, in America at the minute. Right. And there are Christians that still 
try to cancel him. Here's oh, the yeah. God can redeem any story. We, yeah. And I love my friend, you know, our friend Blaine Bartell, who's been yeah. on twice. His story, God, not only has God redeemed his story, but God is using Blaine to reach more people than he ever has. Yeah. And he's helping people. And people someone like John Chris, God, God is using him. Yeah. So whether you like it or not, God's yeah. using him. And if him. you just want to laugh. Yeah. And I think you know. that's the problem as well sometimes. Especially with a lot of Christians, like they don't know where to go to get laughs. Well, right. just turn well, on John Chris, you'll get it. Or Revival Town. Or Revival Town. So, <laughs> so let me tell you the story. So, Tulsa Comedy Club, the night I'm there, and it, and it went over great. I had a blast. It just got had a different path for me. Well, check this out. So, one of our interns, and his name is Joseph. Love him. And, and I hope he's not listening to this episode. But if you are Joseph, I love you. <laughs> he was very serious personality the kind of he would sometimes walk into my office and go chuck come here walk with me and i'd be like no you're in my office sit down <laughs> what, what i don't need to go walk with you oh okay 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 well, he was really really intense personality serious um he ended up in an amway for years his goal was to be a diamond i mean just really intense you know guy but i as a joke said you know what Joseph, when we go tonight to open a mic night, you should do it too. He's like, you serious? I'm like, yes, do it. He's like, okay, all right. I think I'm, I think I'm going to do it. He did it, dude. He got up there before before it started, like one of the first ones. Yeah. No, no joke. He got up and told this story about, I believe it was his grandma, a relative dying. But it wasn't funny. Everybody just stared at him. He, he gets up and goes. Yeah, you know, so, my, so my grandma died. And then he started talking about stuff that happened to him in his childhood. But it wasn't funny. It was, it was sad. <laughs> and nobody laughed. I'm thinking to myself, what did I do to this kid? I'm, oh. I, I feel responsible for getting him up there. Yeah. Now, our interns were losing it just because of how bad it was. Yeah. So here's what he did. No joke. He stopped. He looked at everybody in the audience and goes, see ya and dropped the mic on the floor and walked off the stage. And that was it? That was it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you, Joseph. Oh. But no, uh, anyway, so our guest today, Caroline, she's cool. And uh, this is a fascinating story. It and is. She delivered a TED Talk. And yeah. not too many people can say that. Yeah. So definitely, you want to, especially if you've got kids and you want to get into their world a bit. And you'll hear me mention some statistics at the beginning talking about how big gaming is right and uh make sure that you are uh listening and taking notes uh i really feel that and and also you can connect with cara at the end she gives her email out and things like that but why don't you sit back relax and enjoy this conversation with cara this podcast is part of the edify podcast network Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Carol Lane, is a pastor's wife in Wilton, California. She's a professional speaker and organizational development consultant and coach, and she delivered a TED Talk that we're going to talk to her about right now. Kara, welcome to Revival Town. Hello, everyone. This is going to be so good today. If you know a gamer, especially, not just Ooh, young people game yeah. anymore. And by gaming, I don't mean gambling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's a different it. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is Charles Barkley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're gaming. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, it's all about video games and the eye opening revolution that I had to go through with my own children now that are grown. And a lot of you might have nieces, nephews, spouses, people that are gamers, meaning mm. they play video games and you don't understand. And so today you, your eyes are going to be open. And to add Jesus into this is so incredible because I am a pastor's wife. And for me to be able to guide my kids throughout their gaming it has been incredible for them to show Christ even in that 
particular genre of their lives. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kara, at the beginning, me and you go way back to, yeah. to, to high school because um, one of my best friends in high school was your brother, Chris, and uh, unfortunately passed away unexpectedly right around a year ago. Um, it's been, you know, and, um, and we reconnected and we were able to host the celebration of life here at Rock Church, the church I lead and, and, um, just a, a hard, a hard season, but so many good memories with, with Chris, with your brother and, um, uh, unbelievable times. And we, we did some games. We were into some gaming <laughs> back before anyone even knew what the internet was. Chris knew. Chris is the smartest dude on a computer I've ever met in my life. And yeah, my I, brother. Yes, I am positive that he could launch rockets. I mean, from NASA, he can do he could do anything. But I remember playing these these um, text based games just on a PC um, on something called the internet, and uh, <laughs> this was back. I'm talking back in the late '80s. And I remember we would stay up all night when he's like, we're playing with people in France. And I'm like, I didn't even understand it. No one knew what the internet was, but he did. And it was just so cool. And uh, we were, it was like some mystery type of game. We were trying to find out almost like clue who the murderer was and staying up all night long. And I remember, I remember Carrie, your guys' basement was so dark, no windows. And I remember um, we played a game all night and then we'd sleep and I would wake up and not know what day it was. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, yeah. let me add something, Chuck here. So you remember today's topic is about embracing your gamer kid and how Christ can be glorified through it. Right. And so my brother is an inspiration because he didn't have kids of his own. He poured into my children, his nephews. And he taught me something like if, if he's going to fall in love with my nephews and be a big part of their life, like he needs to be interested in what they're interested in. Yeah. Right. And so that is my big encouragement to everybody here today. Instead of saying, you know, Hey, you shouldn't be playing video games or that's going to rot your brain or all the things that we've heard. You might want to say, Hey, what games do you play? Why are you interested Mm. in that? So I believe my brother was such a good example of that to his nephews. So my son, my oldest son, he never cries and he bawled his eyes out at my brother's funeral. So that's my encouragement to all the listeners here today is you're going to learn how to embrace a gamer, even if that is completely out of your particular realm of understanding. Right. Well, I I, I wanted to just jump in there because there's, there's listeners that are going to be listening going, I don't, I don't mess with gaming, but my kids do. You said something in your, so you were on a TED talk, which everyone that's listening now is like, oh, okay, this is legit. Like you were on a TED talk, and I just, I just want to bring some of the stats out that you brought out, so that we can understand why this is a big deal. Okay, so two, two point five billion people play video games. That's a third of the human race, right? Wow. Yeah. There is two gamers per one household. It's and a my two. Household, my household actually is that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> $200 billion industry. Now, let me try and get people's heads around that. That's twice as big as Hollywood. Wow. Right? Wow. So when you're talking about trying to engage your kids, it's. Back in the day when it was Pac-Man and Space Invaders, yeah, that was, that was a different type of gaming, right? right? But now, and I know you're going to unpack this, this is a whole community, uh, even with the metaverse and, and all that stuff that's going on as well, this is a whole community where people are talking to one another and are creating a real community. Yes. And so today, as we started... Uh, we were talking earlier about your story and we, we both watched the TED Talk that you did. We just felt we needed to just let you go through that story of, of what what it was that made you engage in gaming instead of telling your kids to turn it off, instead start interacting with them. So could you take us on that journey a little bit? I would love to. 
And uh, thanks again, Chuck, for the memory of my brother. Um, mm-hmm. This is even in honor of him today. And Chuck, you're an incredible man uh, to have, the, you know, conducted his celebration of life service. Okay. All right. So now moving to what was just asked of me. Listen, my TED Talk opens with a story of how I was so mad at my kids that they wouldn't come down to dinner. It's all a true story. And this is when the Xbox was a big deal and and even PlayStation. And this is when we still had discs for video games. Now you can stream. You can, a lot of people are PC players. Okay. So I went up and I literally kicked the Xbox button off, like with my foot. I was such a mad mom. I know. And so you would have thought it was the end of the world. I mean, this is exactly <laughs> what I said in my TED talk. Like they came unglued and I, we now we're both so frustrated. Well, I didn't say this in my TED talk, but I didn't realize I'd scratched the game. So mm. on top of oh. getting them out of their community and, you know, they would say, mom, we have a responsibility. I, I didn't even realize that um, I ruined their game at the time, you know? So we sat down to dinner and I said, we're either going to fight the rest of our lives and me raising them, or we're going to figure this out. I took a deep breath and I got really calm. And this is the main thing I want everybody to hear. I got curious instead of critical. Mm, And I even just was praying like, this is where I can actually bring God into this particular arena today. I couldn't on my TED talk, but i like, God, I need your help here raising these boys because this is not what happened in my generation. So to answer this story uh, and this question is they opened up and they were like, okay, mom, we're going to tell you everything and we don't want you to get mad. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm going to be curious. Okay, so they said, mom, like when you stop us from playing, we actually are leaving our responsibility. We're not just playing video games by ourselves we're with our classmates we're with people from all over the world um we're in a campaign we have a role on the team like so that would be like me and i love this analogy because i need every parent especially to hear this that would be like me going to their practice or their actual game at soccer or baseball and completely yelling at them and telling the coach you know my kids got to take out the trash right now. Um, they need to leave this scenario. And it wouldn't even compute, right? Like we would never take them off a soccer field or out of their basketball game. So that's kind of what I was doing to them, you know? And so I'm like, oh, it really hit me. And they're like, we're not loners. We're not losers. We're actually with people. And so... My TED Talk goes on to describe this, but I need everybody to hear this too. I'm actually, you are actually more alone as I was cooking dinner and I'm in my life than they are. You know, they have a huge community. Mm. This is something I want everybody to hear too. Again, I didn't put this in my TED Talk. So my goal today is that everybody listens to my TED Talk um, after they listen to this podcast um, because I didn't even get to say this, but... This is an opportunity for you as a Christian parent to be engaged in some of the most important aspects of their lives Mm. when they game, because they're developing relationships with their classmates. Folks, honestly, you're making your kid a little bit of the oddball when you don't let your kid game, because what happens is they go to school. What are they talking about on the playground? They're talking about, hey, what's your username? What games do you play? Um, oh, let's be friends. They're developing a huge friendship so that when they go to school or even if you homeschool your kids, you know, they can have connections with other good kids, too, that you might have missed out on. Um, and I think that that is really important for parents to understand. It is actually a bridge builder for them to create incredible relationships because a lot of people rip on gamers and say, oh, well, now they're not going to be able to have eye contact, right? (laughs) Like, they're not going to be able to speak to anybody. (laughs) 
Yes. You're just riding your brain. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, and, it, and it's, it's the same, you know, it is. It's, it's a similar debate that people have. You know, we homeschooled our kids and everyone would be like, they're going to be the most unsociable kids in the world. <laughs> and yet my, and Chuck will vouch for this, my boys uh, and Joy, my daughter, are like, over sociable like they are that you know they're connecting and it's the same thing with gaming right um growing up my boys they were and they are incredible musicians they've you know been on tour and done things like this but the way that they would connect to guys like top guys in their field would be through instagram and just dming them and and that that whole way of going through the technology to get to someone to help them out like they would come in and tell me you know yeah we've i've connected with john mayer's bass player and i'm like what like this is crazy and it's that type of thing where the technology if it's used right can really communicate and create community to people that they normally wouldn't wouldn't meet and it's good for them to meet yes absolutely and so there's professional players, a lot of sports now, baseball and football and all these things. The actual athletes will get on. Yeah. And so I'll yeah. never forget my son was a big baseball fan and he had a scholarship and all this. And he's like, I just played baseball online with Hunter Pence. He's a guy from the Giants. Oh, wow. um, and I was like, you're kidding. Like, yeah, it's amazing. So let me teach everybody something now about the Christian world too. Um, there are Christian gamers. There's Christian groups that your your young people can um, inhabit. But this is the main thing. The Bible talks about you know be be um, in the world, but not of the world. So I wanted to bring that up today because what I did with my sons, and still to this day, they thank me for not trying to you know keep them so protected that they didn't understand what was really going on. So something that happens in the gaming world is a lot of um, (laughs) anger, uh, rage quitting, uh, cussing, a lot of things that, you know, we might see out on the field, like somebody doing a foul or whatever, you know, in person, but that happens in the gaming world. Um, What is not, necessarily quite as dangerous is you know because parents i didn't say this in my ted talk but parents are really nervous about you know pedophiles and people like that uh, that might get their kids that's pretty well vetted and protected more in gaming than even like you saying on like insta or snap or some of those platforms so that's the cool thing about gaming is i'm asking you to be involved as a parent with your kid's gaming life. So what I did is, okay, um, sometimes I don't want you to play with your headset on. I want to be able to hear what's going on. And there's a lot of cussing. So I told the boys this, you can take this or leave it, parents, if you like it. You can hear it. You just can't say it. So you're in my house. We're, we're not we're not that style. You're not going to down somebody else and you're not going to cuss them out. And so whatever I hear you say has to be what the Bible talks about. Be profitable, be kind. And, uh, but I can't control everybody else. I'm not going to tell you, Oh, you can't play with that kid because they're, you know, they're going to cuss. And so that actually made a huge difference. Now they're grown boys and they're like, mom, you can't get away from cussing. It's everywhere. But we just don't do it. We can hear it. We just can't say it. So those were all the little cool things throughout the years I was able to guide them. And it goes back to be in the world, but not of the world. And you said, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but to be curious and not critical, this gives you an opportunity to have these conversations. It's better for you to have these conversations than not to have them. Right. Absolutely. Because I would have missed out on all of that. Uh, you know, that used to go on behind your back as a parent, even in my generation, Chuck, you know, uh, I was able to roam the streets, you know, we would just be gone. And even my ex would say, come home when the streetlights came on, but then you can go back out. Like, so our parents didn't see our interaction with all of these situations. You actually get to be right there, front row seat. Right. How to deal with somebody that's 
you know, in pure anger over a video game and how to deal with them. And so I'll tell you this, this is new. This is fresh off the press, even since my Ted talk, because I do a lot of interviewing of different people. So I talked to a manager who said they actually are now a lot of companies will get somebody's handler name and gaming. And this manager said, I actually game with people to find out if I want to hire them. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, and doctors and surgeons, like, and, you know, they need to have that skill not in in 3D, right? And so, I again, in my TED Talk, I didn't get to dive into all of this, but a lot of the armed forces now, you, you need to have been a gamer to be able to run the drones or do these things. Like, it is a huge skill set, and I'm so passionate about it because... I want to eliminate fights in household. I want you, if you're kind of like in the middle, you're a parent that wants to embrace gaming, but you got your parents, like grandparents, older generation really mad that you're letting your kids game, like that you're going to ruin them. I'm helping you kind of rest and settle Mm. in the middle. There's now scholarships for gaming. Um, It's just like a team. It's a team sport. Uh, so that's why it's so important for us to just really embrace and understand what's going on. Right. Any uh, thoughts? Just good. One, one of my friends, he, his son was a professional gamer. He made a living for a while gaming. And I never even knew this world existed. I mean, I've, I've always been in games and back in the day, PlayStation and John Madden football. And, and I have a, a golf game on my phone that I'm addicted to. But I never realized how <laughs> huge of a world this is until my own son finally got his Xbox and he had his headphones on and he's with his friends and everybody at school. They're on teams and they're taking. I mean, it's just I was blown away by how interactive it is. It is a community. They are hanging out, even if they're not in person. They're talking, they're dialoguing there. And, and that does bring conversations when they are on, quote, the playground or in the hallway or in the yeah. lunchroom. So it is important for us to one be aware, but number two, as parents, to engage. Yeah. The only game, the, the only game that I ever ever got involved with my boys was FIFA, just because of the soccer stuff with with it. But you know what? When when we did it, and Tiger Woods golf, which you know I'm aging myself here, but um, but you know even those times, I and I remember you mentioning the in the TED talk about being able to be with your your child. Um, and if you're not, it's a bit like, and you mentioned it, a bit like, hey, I, c- I can't play ball with you at the minute. Go out and throw a ball to yourself. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and and it's it's like that. It's um, the times where, you know, both m- my boys have moved out now, uh, but when they were there, friends would come out. I even remember, I don't know if this is still a thing or not, um, at the dream center, we have this huge room with a bunch of TVs and then they showed up with like 25, literally 25 TVs and they put them all around the room and they created this huge night and went all through the night. And I was like, I don't get it. I'll let you do it, but I just don't get it. (laughs) Um, but this is what you're on about is trying to get into that, um, that, that world in different ways, right? In trying to be there in different ways. And I think that's so, so good. Yeah. So something else that I really wanted to touch on today, and this is, you know, a theological debate. So that Bible verse that talks about train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they'll not depart from it. Right. And I think everybody attributes that to, of course we should, and, and we do train our kids up in the way that, you know, they know that there's a God that loves them and Jesus died on the cross for their sins and rose again and all these wonderful things. I've heard a second interpretation of it as well. And this really struck me when I heard this. So uh, kind of set aside your need for a theological debate and just hear this out because it really touched me. Train up a child in the way they should go and how God created them And then they won't depart from it. So I think so oftentimes we fight against who God created them Mm. because they're not like us. Mm. And so that's good. My isn't that good? And so my my encouragement to you, and now 
Chuck knows this because in the pre-show, we talked about what I do for a living is I'm a strength finder learning consultant. And I teach people every day in the corporate world how to get along with each other because we all have different strengths set. So the beauty of training up a child in the way they should go is like, well, what? how did God create you? And so my own boys have taken like this their strength assessment. So now when they're gaming, there's a game, oh, if there's a young person listen, they'll they'll laugh that I can't remember. Oh, I just remembered Rocket League, right? So it's you play soccer with cars. Yes, yes. And you know that one? Okay. So I and- just I just played it a, 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 a few weeks ago for my son's birthday. He has a really good friend from the church who's allergic to cats, so the the kid can never spend the night at our house ever. So oh. for his birthday, it was he had his his friend Kason and another friend named Carter, and I let them spend the night at the church, and I came and stayed at the church too. And they set up their gaming systems. All three of them brought gaming systems, set them up in our kids' church room with the, all the TVs and all the stuff. And I went down and played Rocket League with them for like an hour. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And Chuck, here's the deal. They'll never forget that. Yeah. They'll never forget yes. you went and got the, in the car, bought the gaming systems here, let them set up at the church, Right. If someone showed up at ten thirty, eleven o'clock, you're the one that's going to try and explain it to the person, right? Right. But they'll never forget right. that, and that's what you're on about, Carrie. Is is creating those moments for learning, but also remembrance as right. well. Right. I also did a practical joke on them. It's, it really scared them all out of their minds. <laughs> I'll never, they'll never going to forget that either. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so sorry, Carrie. My thought. <laughs> yeah. On, on this whole thing. So Rocket League, and by the way, that brought up another thought. So I have two little points. All right, all right. I'm going to conclude this one. So as he was playing Rocket League, he was able to get somebody to trade a skin with him. If you don't know what skins are, they're like the outer uh, digital covering of the car. So I was like, wow. He goes, Mom. He was like, Mom, my skin was hardly worth anything, and theirs is one of a kind. And I got them to trade and not even realize it. And I was like, ooh, is that a character flaw? <laughs> and he's like, no, Mom. <laughs> it's got to win. No kidding. <clears throat> this is called sales. And so he's Mr. Strategic, his strength, right? I wanted to tie it back mm. into strengths, train up a child in the way they go. Fast forward, he just graduated from high school. And he's actually selling solar, um, literal solar solar panels, and he's doing really well. He he knows he wanted to do sales. Well, he started practicing as a kid through gaming. Isn't that incredible? So that's what I'm asking you to do. In my TED Talk, I'm going to teach you right now, ask three questions. What games are you playing? Why do you enjoy playing those games? And can I watch you game sometime? You know, because that's that memory piece. Now, uh, one other point I wanted to make sure that I didn't share in my TED Talk, and this is for the Christian parent. Now, there are games that are very inappropriate, and that is true. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I let my, again, this is each individual parent gets to parent in the way they want to. I'm just telling you what I did if that helps. I let my boys play army games as much as they wanted. Call of Duty, uh, there's a lot of violence. And I just thought, you know what, that war is a part of life. And, you know, if they're 18, they're going off to war. And a lot of people that have played a lot of war games have ended up being military. So that's just my personal view. Again, talking to the Christian parent here, I personally, and I'm not judging you on what you let your kids play or not play either. Okay, so I want you to be aware of that because... I personally, though, did not let my kids play um, Grand Theft Auto because I'd heard it's true. Like, you can drive in and there's really bad sections, like even prostitution and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we're not going to go there. We're not going to play that game. So when my my son was 17, he finally said, Mom, I want to play Grand Theft Auto. I've waited all this time. I was like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. You're 17 now. You're very old. So... Do you want accountability for that? He's like, yeah, because I want to play but not go to those bad places. Okay, 
Because these are places he would not be able to go at his age. And here it is on the video game. Yeah. So I'm so proud of my 17-year-old. He actually, you guys, turned his um, monitor so that it could always be seen with an open door. And Mm. I'm like, you can play Grand Theft Auto. You are so, like, wanting accountability. I'm so proud of you. And any time you're playing that, the door has to be open. And we had a, I, I now admire his character more. And then some games that I did not let my kids play and I still don't really want them to, but they're grown and they don't want them any way is the very scary games like uh, left for dead. And, and some of those where I was like, yeah, you're not bringing, we don't even watch horror movies. So you're not going to bring horror games into this. Um, Now there's, but just the other day, now we've got virtual and they wanted me to play some zombie thing. And I was like, I started playing and I'm like, this is terrible. This is so scary. And then they were laughing at me. They're like, yeah, you didn't let us play scary games. So um, parents, you get to decide what games, but I am begging you, if you have even a five-year-old, uh, you know, get involved in their roadblocks and their Minecraft, mm, right? Like, right? This is going to be an adventure for you to embrace what your kids generation is going through. Yeah. Uh, that's I, great stuff. I think I'm, I'm you know, and I, I'm going to throw something out here that <clears throat> um, I think can be scary. And I think it can be scary. Not so much now, right? What we're talking about right now is getting into your kid's world, right? Yeah. I know just through some of the pastoral stuff that I've had to do and, and people that I've had to talk to, down the road where the issue now turns to where you have a married couple or a guy who's got a family who is never with the family because he's gaming or the wife feels like this was something that yeah you did in your teens or early 20s but now you're married and we need to go out and do grocery shopping instead of being gaming all the time um have you, have you had to deal with some of that, not so much with your kids, but obviously you, you're around the gaming world to where, um, I hate to say it because I don't, I don't want to sound like negative Ned on the podcast, but where you're turning, people are turning to the adults and saying you need to grow up a bit now because your wife is, is wanting to go out or... She's ready to leave. Re- yeah, ready to leave because you're never out of the computer. Can, can you yeah. just... Touch on that. I will absolutely tell you that I'm here to save relationships. And my husband, you know, he's a pastor. So yeah. he's got his master's in psychology, pastors. We want marriages to last. We do marriage coaching, relationship coaching. So this TED Talk that I did actually is the same exact scenario for married couples or in relation, people in relationship. Same scenarios apply. Um, get on a schedule, right? If you remember me saying in the TED Talk and everybody, I can't wait for you to listen to it. It's like, hey, when there's an opportunity to be live with somebody, um, we got to know when is your gaming time. So as a married couple, you mm. there has to be that mutual respect. But there also has to be respect on the partner's part that doesn't game. Like, where are you at in your game? Um, let's talk about our schedule today. Let's respect one another because right. if the non-gamer is not even respecting their spouse, then it just amplifies, right? Yeah. Because then there's no, all of a sudden the non-gamer is like, even a touch of gaming is enough to make them explode. Then they just say, well, I'm going to stonewall you and game all I want. So there has to be a balance within a mm. married couple. Now, uh, the lady I... Uh, interviewed and a lot of you that are gamers will be impressed. I got to interview the producer of the call of duty series and uh, she and her husband game together and they have two kids and they're very successful, their family, their life, everything. So it, the key word to answer your question is balance, balance. Mm, that's good. and respect. Yes. Right. And, and, and being willing I mean, to communicate, you have to have the conversation. Yeah. Yep. So good, good question. I don't want to see relationships fall apart. Right. Um, one last thing too about that. If you remember in my Ted talk, again, a lot of you are going to watch it. This aunt came into the, you know, it was a Christmas day 
And she ruined everything for this particular gamer because he was a professional gamer. And his aunt was like, uh, you know, who cares about what you do? Like, nobody's interested in that anyway. Like, she announced that to their ex- huge, extended, large mm. family. And he goes, I haven't really talked to her since. Mm. Like, your one little comment wow. as a non-gamer can be enough to to make a gamer want to flee. Like, and not even want to, whatever, be in the marriage or be in the family or because you didn't have enough respect. Like that would be terrible. If somebody said to me, you know, why don't you tell us something that we're interested in Kara, when I start talking about strengths and my job, right? It would be the rudest thing you could say. Why do people think they can do that with gaming? There has to be a level of respect. Okay. That brings up addiction. So people get into this and I didn't bring up any of this in my Ted talk because it's a whole nother realm. Are there people that can get addictive Yes, people have addictive personality or traits in anything, right? Whether it's drinking or drugs or whatever. So, you know, for me, I don't have an addictive personality. So I don't really struggle with drinking or drugs or smoking or those things. But I suppose if you are struggling with addiction, gaming, yes, can be another addiction, just like anything can be. So... Uh, that doesn't make that doesn't make gaming bad. It just correct. means that person needs some help. Correct. Right. Very cool. Good. Well, Kara, thanks so much for for coming on today. I know we probably have parents who are listening who are just saying thank you, thank you. This is this is so good. Can you take a moment and 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 maybe pray for parents or maybe maybe pray for a teenager who's listening who's just trying to get their parents to understand them, right? Um, I, I love the the different take on the scripture from Proverbs: raise up a ch- child in the way that they should go, and they're old; they won't depart from it. And, and one of the things that I always tell people is, it doesn't say to like if we're raising kids up with the Word of God, it says when they're old they won't depart from it. It doesn't say that they won't struggle, that they won't stray. It says when they're old mm. they won't depart from it. That's a another angle that I'd like to look at that. But but I do, I just loved what you shared, and I would love for you to to pray for our listeners. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much. First of all, that I had a stage and a platform to share truth of restoring relationships. God, thank you for the lesson that you taught me. Thank you for humbling me um, through my kids' desire to uh, want to even please me. And yet you were you got all the glory. I pray right now for the parent that's struggling, God. Uh, that you would be with them as they encounter raising their kids, give them encouragement today. I pray for gamers. God, thank you that we can be there. Just like we pray all the time. We need people in Hollywood. We need people um, in the business world that know you, God. Well, now we pray for gamers. Uh, We need them that know you in the gaming industry um, and in the gaming world. So God, I just pray that your word be multiplied. We know that gaming is a cross cultural uh, across the world. God, I pray that the gospel, the good news is spread throughout the world, even through this venue. What a beautiful thing to reach so many. And uh, we give this all to you. Thank you. And bless each listener today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Kara. Well, Kara, how could people connect with you? Obviously, you've talked about the uh, the YouTube uh, TED Talk. Um, how can people watch that? Uh, and okay. Are you going to put the link with yes. this TED Talk when we put it out? Yes. We will, but just in case people are not yes. um, at their oh. com- computer when they're listening, um, how could they do that? Oh, super mm. simple. Go to YouTube, type in my name, Kara, C-A-R-A, Lane, L-A-N-E, like the road, and you uh, put in the title Embracing Your Gamer Kid, okay? So Kara Lane, Embracing Your Gamer Kid on YouTube, and I wanted the byline, but Ted took it out. I wanted the byline to say, send this link to your mom. So if you're a gamer (laughs) here today and you're like, my mom needs to, or my dad or my uncle or somebody needs to hear this. Uh, then you can send that to them, that link. And I want to share something else with you to get a hold of me. Um, really simple, my email, speaks at gmail.com. I have a website, caralane.com. 
All right. All right. Great. Okay. Thank you, Kara. So everybody, go watch the TED Talk. Yeah. Now, social media. How do people connect? Is it Caroline on social media? Now on Insta, I'm Kara Jolane. Uh, again, Kara spelled with a C. All and right. so that's pretty much everything. Oh man, Chuck, I wish I had a TikTok because you you rock it on TikTok. <laughs> I, <laughs> Thank I'm you. still scared of social media, so uh, oh. I'm impressed. Anyway, TikTok tight. All right. Well, TikTok, well, um, I tell you what we want to do right now. We always end the conversation with the the big three. The big three, three questions. Um, do you want me to start? Chuck? Yes, you yeah. start. Andy. Okay. Um, first question. <clears throat> um, what is the, what is, I know you said you, you haven't gamed, but when you have messed with it, what is your favorite game? <laughs> Dang it. That was my question. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm terrible. I even put that in the TED talk. I'm just going to say Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Chuck. Oh, okay. All right. So my question, Kara, is what is your favorite game to watch your boys play? I really enjoy Valorant. Um, it's a, you're going to be impressed with my language here. It's a 5v5. So that's five versus five people. And uh, it's action packed. And like I said, they each have their roles. So I've learned Valorant. Uh, another funny thing on my phone, um, Clash of Clans, I started doing that with my sons. Uh, I've stopped now, but that was a game for a while that we did on our phones. Cool. Good. Right on. All right. Uh, my last question. You are from central Illinois originally. Is that yep. correct? Um, yep. Grew up in Morton. Is that right? Yes. Oh, didn't, did my uh, research. You, you do pay attention. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, thanks for um, If you're coming back to the Peoria area, though, <laughs> where are you going for dinner? Ooh, uh, you know what? There was a restaurant that I went to all the time as a teenager called Cheddar's. Oh, so, man. Uh, do you guys know that one? They've it's, they've closed it. They closed it. Oh years dang ago. it! And I have okay, a funny well, story man. about Cheddar's. Oh boy, it's not not a restaurant where you haven't got a funny story. So, what is it, Chuck? So my brother went to Cheddar's years ago and ordered a Sunday an ice cream sundae, and there was a meatball in it. What? No, there was a meatball in it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy thing. My brother's like, what that? Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. A meatball ice cream yeah. sundae. I'm there sure somebody could make money off of that. Right, oh, right. Um, actually, okay, so when I come back there, I always get Chicago-style pizza. Mm. Um, and it's always been up in Chicago, like Giordano's or oh, all those yeah, things. Right. So Which Bloomington has there, a Giordano's now. Yeah, oh, yes. so... Giordano's is my answer since Cheddar's shut down. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Cara. I know you have helped so many. You may have opened uh, some questions for people as well that will be able to connect with you. Um, But but thank you so much for what you're doing and uh, uh, keep going because this is something that just from the stats we mentioned earlier, this is a big community that needs Jesus. And uh, thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, my pleasure and please go watch it share it and i am thrilled to have just today been able to honor the life of my brother and who he was chuck so i want to end with that chris you're loved and missed amen Amen. thank you so much all right thank you kara that was great that was good wasn't it man what what do you think that's just a fascinating world And, um, you know, I've enjoyed connecting with my own son. I didn't say this during her conversation. You know, my son and I, we play NBA 2K. We've played Madden, but uh, we, we love playing NBA together. Yeah. And it's just time to connect and have fun and play. And, and, and you know, um, I don't think I'd be a great dad if I disengaged and said no every time. Yeah. Obviously, there's times I can't. But there really is a ministry in this. So our outreach pastor, Teresa, her husband, Michael, he is all into gaming as a ministry he leads people to jesus while gaming wow crazy stuff yeah i know that when we had um way back we had josh andrew uh andrew josh yeah josh andrew he talked a little bit about the world this 
world and reaching Gen Z and, and others like that. And it's so it's so important to try and reach students where they're at. I know at Elevation Church, there is a pastor who all he does is gaming, metaverse stuff, like and, and trying to present Jesus to all those that are gaming at that time. Like we talked about the stats. There's a community yeah. there. Right. Yeah, you know? stats don't lie. Yeah. So awesome. Good stuff. Great episode. Great, Great. conversation. I, I'm about to uh, do something here. All right. I have got one of the funniest English words that I can't believe I haven't used before. All right. And I think it's going to be up there with the with the plonker. Ooh. All right. Uh, the, the Tate and Mate pressure. So this uh. is the part of the podcast where Andy, who is from the UK, gives me a British word or cockney rhyming slang. Cockney. Cockney. I did it again. Okay. Still can't get, two years in and I can't <laughs> get that right. I have to guess the meaning of the word because it's not it's unfamiliar in the U.S. Yeah, this, so in, these are words that you, you know, use in English. Yeah, sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. So let's do it. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Um, so this place gives me the collie wobbles. <laughs> this this place gives you the tummy wobbles. Collie wobbles. Tummy <laughs> wobbles. <laughs> I think people just love hearing you try to even pronounce what yeah, I'm saying. The, the, the Collie wobbles. Tally. Co- <laughs> tally. No. Wobbles. Uh, it, it's a C, but. It, oh, oh, see. Collie. Collie wobbles. Oh, Collie wobbles. Yeah, it gives oh, me I, the Collie wobbles. It gives me, that guy gives me the Collie wobbles. Um, <laughs> well, we've had a few guests at our church that gave me the Collie wobbles, so I'm going to guess. We've had a couple guests on Revival Town that'll give me the Kali Wobble. No, not again. Uh, I'm going to say, if somebody gives me the, if if somebody gives me the Kali Wobbles, that would be equivalent to me saying, ooh, that, he or she gives me the willies. I don't know. That, they kind of rub me the wrong way. That get, that, they give me the Kali Wobbles. There's something, that's a weirdo. That's it. Absolutely really? right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, so hey, like something that makes you nervous. Don't be a who gives people the Kali Wobbles. <laughs> Because it's every single person like that is skew with. Oh, man, oh. look at you. Boom. Oh, man, I tell you what. Oh. Man, you're going to make me a Brit. Oh, collie wobbles. Yeah. Are they not a good one? That's that, a good yeah, English yeah, word. That, hey, I feel some new merch coming. I up. do, too. Don't give me don't, the collie wobbles. Yeah, <laughs> man. Or, oh. we'll, we'll, just, we'll just pick a podcast we don't like and say such and such podcast gives me the collie wobbles. <laughs> Listen to Revival Town. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, Chuck, great doing uh, this again with you. Man, two Likewise. years in or more, two and a half years uh, nearly. And uh, we, we love doing this. So make sure you're telling your friends, telling people about it. Revivaltownpodcast.com is where you can grab all the episodes, all the merch. Uh, Revival Town Podcast on social media as well. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, anything you want to say before we go, Chuck? I just want to say, twenty twenty three is going to be the year of the plunker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's giving me the collie wobbles. I can redeem every plunker's story, so you no longer give your friends the collie wobbles. <laughs> that is the word. Take it to the bank. Collie wobbles is the word for twenty twenty three. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to revivaltownpodcast.com. Revival Town Podcast.